Reset. Do you know what the word reset means? To set something again. So it's not to start something new, all right? It's to actually reset something that has worked that just needs to be recalibrated. It might have lost track a little bit. For example, your phone. Sometimes you have to do a factory reset. So the word reset can be an, an, a verb to reset something, like I'm going to reset my phone, or it can be a noun. So a, a factory reset or a reset of something, all right? Tonight, we're using it as a noun. Tonight, so you can see up there on my picture, there's a reset button. That's, I created that reset button myself. Yeah, because I like to see tonight as a chance for me to do this, to press the reset button. I love it um, how my wife said to me the other day, actually, I think it was today, maybe. New, new year, new me. All right, so this is a brand new opportunity that you and I, each one of us have to be new. Not that we are um, not the same people that we were last year, but that God doesn't want you to stay the same. He doesn't want you or me to stay the same. No offense, you guys are great the way you are. And I think I'm pretty okay too. But he doesn't want you and I to stay the same. And the moment that you think that it's okay to be who you are and to stay who you are, that's the moment you lose sight of God's call and plan for your life. Because none of us are even close to the people that God has destined us to be without focusing on Jesus and being empowered by his Holy Spirit. We can try real hard. I mean, you can see in the Bible, the disciples tried really hard. Peter, John, Thomas, they tried really hard. But it, was an, it wasn't until the Holy Spirit got a hold of them and they said, I can't do this on my own, that they were able then to fulfill the call that God had on their life and they were able to function in their, in their design, in their destiny for his glory. But they had to press the reset button. Now tonight we have the opportunity to press the reset button of our hearts, okay? My phone, technology, like technology is supposed to make things easier, right? It doesn't, it really doesn't. I have more struggle each time I get a new phone, life just gets harder. Now that's probably just a, a really good picture of how old I am and how I struggle with technology, but it just doesn't make things easier. And I have to press the reset button. I wanna see a show of hands, no shaming of anybody, okay? All right, we're not gonna shame anybody here at church, we never do that, okay? We don't want to do that at all. And, and no embarrassment. Like, if you don't want to put your hand up, it's fine. But who saw the new year in? Who waited until midnight and celebrated that first second of the new year? Oh, 
I just want to give you guys a great round of applause. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I don't think my mum and dad actually did it, did it this year. I think they went to bed early. But the, the more and more people are not staying up and seeing that new year in. Not saying goodbye to the old one and seeing the new year in. Now, my heritage is um, Scottish. My father's Scottish. My mum's Welsh. Well, she was born in Wales, but her heritage is really English. But in Scotland, I don't know if you ever heard of Hogmanay. Anyone heard of Hogmanay? No, no, just blank looks. So here in Australia, we would say Happy New Year because it's a brand new, brand new year. In fact, the church that was meeting here before us this afternoon, the first thing I said to them was Happy New Year. And they said, Happy New Year. And there was no language barriers, <laughs> which is great. But in Scotland, they would say Happy New Year. But they'd also say Happy Hogmanay. Hogmanay. Now, if um, to celebrate Hogmanay is to celebrate uh, an, another opportunity to bless somebody and to be blessed. So one of the little traditions in Hogmanay, which probably isn't very Wesleyan Methodist at all, is that let's say I'm a Scotsman or you come to visit me, you're the first person to walk over my threshold at my door, my front door, you get a whiskey for free, a bottle of whiskey and some black cake. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds like a good tradition. Why do, well, the idea being is that that person who comes to visit my home for the very first time, the very first day, of the very first visitor is bringing blessing to my home. So I give them some whiskey and some black cake. Actually, I can also give them a piece of coal. I have no idea why, but apparently that's the idea of bringing warmth to my home. And so here's, here's some warmth for you as well, a piece of coal. The wonderful traditions, looking back at the year that was and saying, see you later, and looking forward to the year that will be and hoping that it will be a blessing. Each time the clock strikes midnight, and the second hand goes one step over. The day is now yesterday and you're in a brand new day. You're in a brand new day. One day becomes history and a new one begins. We can't go back and we can't jump ahead. I want to ask you another question tonight and I don't want to embarrass anybody. But can anyone here point to me where tomorrow, uh, where yesterday is? Where's yesterday? Yeah. You can't point to it. There's no point. And you can't point to tomorrow. These are just things that we've come up with in our own thinking. That the day that was yes, that, that day, that was yesterday. And, and so we, I point, that. see how I pointed? It was over there. And the future is over there. So you'll just forgive me because I'm going to point over here tonight for the future and over there for yesterday, all right? I know it's backwards for you, but you can just pretend that you're Jewish and you're going from right to left. Yesterday, right, it happened. You can't go back and change it. The day before yesterday happened, you can't go back. Last year, the last 10 years, the last 
45 years, the last 50 years, you can't go back and change what happened. Lots of things have happened in the past. Lots of things might have happened just yesterday. But you can't go back. And over there, in the future, you can't go there either. I mean, you can in the movies, if you're Michael J. Fox, go to the future anytime you like, jump in one of those DeLoreans. But we can't go to the future. All right? And, and we, we have plans, we call them calendars, and we can look at what the future might look like. But we've all been through COVID a couple of years ago. Now, who could have guessed what that year was going to be like in 2020? You know, you just, we, we have no idea. It's good to plan, but you can't go into the future and, and have a look. You can't jump ahead. But if you're like me, in your heart of hearts, in your heart of hearts, you want to see every today, every today as a chance to be all you can be for the Lord and for others and for yourself and to experience his abundant life for you today. You see, you don't have yesterday anymore and you certainly don't have tomorrow, but you do have today. Every single one of us have that in common. If you're like me, you can face today with the idea, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up today. I don't want to, I don't want to miss an opportunity today. I don't want to have opportunities that come my way and, and regret not taking them. Or I don't want to come to the end of today and not try and make opportunities either. You know what I mean? No regrets. The Bible says in, in Psalms that this is the day that the Lord has made. And all the Christians know the end of that. Anyone know what the, what the end of that verse is? This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's the song that was quoted when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. They were all rejoicing about the day that God was going to come and save them, right? That day. And we've turned that into a, something that we like to sing. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I'll make this song stuck in your head for the rest of the year, for the rest of the year. This is being recorded, oh my goodness. But it says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, today, like here right now, it's okay to rejoice. I think this is a good day to rejoice in the Lord. But there are days, aren't there, where it's hard to be glad in it. It's hard to be glad in it. Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where there's disappointments. We live in a world where there's people who die around us. Injustice happens around us. We just watch the TV and, and see the news that's happening in the Ukraine. It must be hard for people in those situations to rejoice, to rejoice. Jazz hands in it. 
But that's the secret we have as believers in Jesus, that we actually have the strength to be able to rejoice, to praise God in the day that he has made for us. Every today is an opportunity for us to rejoice in the Lord. We have an adversary, and his name is the devil, and he is a liar, and he is a thief. His native language is lying. And what he will try and do this year is the same thing that he tried to do last year, and the year before that, and the year before that. And he has the same motive operandi, MO, for each and every Christian believer. And it is to try and steal your joy in today. You see, the world would be an amazingly changed place if every single believing Christian has joy control in their heart every single day of the, of, of the, of the year. That old Sunday school song we used to sing, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And it sticks there, doesn't it? It doesn't come out. You see Christians out there singing the song or praising the Lord. We're like this. I go to church. I went to church on Sunday. I follow Jesus. Mm. <laughs> There's no joy. There's no joy. Not faking it. Not faking joy. But you see what the devil will try and do is he'll try and steal your joy so that when those todays come that aren't fun, that are hard and there's a choice to worship God rather than it comes naturally because it's so difficult because of loss and pain and heartache and disappointment. He will try and steal your joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength and my strength. Joy is what sets us apart. Our joy is complete when we love Jesus and love his disciples. It's joy that kept Jesus nailed to the cross all the way through. The joy set before him he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Joy is extremely precious commodity in God's kingdom. And the devil will try and steal your joy. In fact, you know what? The devil can't steal your joy. And he can't steal my joy. Why? Because it's mine. But he will try and trick you and me into handing it over. And we will lose our joy and he will steal it because we agree with him. Have you ever noticed that Satan tries to ruin your today, your day? You ever had one of those days where it's like, oh, everything's just going wrong. And you're frustrated and you're annoyed and you're supposed to be a Christian. I don't know if you've ever been there trying to get the kids ready for Sunday school, church. Get in the car. Got to worship Jesus. Quick. I don't know about you. We've never, we've never been there before. But, but what Satan will do, seriously, what he will do is he will bring up the negative from the past. He'll bring up the negative things that have happened to you or through you in your past. And he wants us to remember every hurt, every offense, every injustice and every mistake. Not just 
what has happened to you, but also what had happened through you. All of those regrets, he will bring them up. In fact, he might even be trying to do it right now to some of us right now listening to my voice. All of those things that have happened in the past. But the fact is that they happened. What's happened has happened. And you can't go back and I can't go back. But we can make sure that the past doesn't ruin our today. Up here on the screen, you'll see next to the reset button, another picture. It's a picture of stained glass windows. Now I couldn't actually find the real picture that I wanted to find. But apparently in one of the cathedrals in England, there is a beautiful window through which the sunlight streams. It displays the facts and personalities of the Old Testament and the New Testament and the glorious truths and doctrines of the Christian faith. And this window was fabricated by the artist out of broken bits of glass, which another artist had thrown away. I think it's a really good picture because when we see stained glass windows, we only see them with light behind them. And as the sunlight beams against that window, you and I get to see the beautiful pictures or the words or we get blessed by whatever the colors are. You know, there's some pictures on that one. But if it was dark behind there, you wouldn't see it. And this picture here of this cathedral in England with the stained glass window being made out of broken bits is that, you know what the devil will try and do? He'll try and throw those broken bits, those broken bits in your past. He'll try and throw them at your face and say, that's worthless. You're worthless. Those things you said, you don't, you, sh you don't deserve to be forgiven. Those, and he'll accuse and lie and cheat and try and trick you into doubting God's love and forgiveness for you. But what God does as a perfect artist is he takes those broken bits and he pieces them together. And he turns them into a wonderful story called your testimony. And as, as, as those bits and pieces are put together, the light of the sun, the light of the son of God, shines upon those things and turns those broken things into something beautiful that will bless others, that will bless God, that will bring him glory and will actually strengthen you to be the person God wants you to be. You see, I've got a past too. I've never, I haven't always been perfect like this. <laughs> that was a joke. But what God does is, is he does a Romans 8.28 job on all of us, on all of the past. What does Romans 8.28 say? All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things. Someone say all things. That's hard to say. Some all things are not really nice. I could talk about some things in my life that God's used. Awesome. And it'd be super easy for me to talk about that. But there's other things in my life which are still part of all things that I really don't think is comfortable. I'm not comfortable to share that in front of anyone. 
Sonia, absolutely. But yeah, there's some all things back there that I'm not quite proud of. And often the devil will try and pick those broken bits up and throw them on my face and say, you're not worth it. You can't make it. Look at you. And God will just pick them up and say, here you are. I'll make you something beautiful. God can take your shattered past and make it into something beautiful that the Son of God can shine through. Much that we would want to, we cannot change the past. We cannot undo what has been done. Have you ever noticed another picture? Up here, there's a road. We went driving up to Queensland on the holidays. We did a lot of driving. We took Isaac's car. It's a really comfortable car. It was a little bit slow up hills, but all in all, we got there safe and we came back safe. We had a windscreen on our car. Do you guys have a windscreen on your car? You don't have a car. <laughs> But you, you see, any car out there, it's got a windscreen. And on the windscreen, there's another little tiny screen which points towards you. And it's a mirror. It's the rear view mirror. Have you ever noticed how small the rear view mirror is compared to the windscreen? You ever wonder why that is? Because you, you need to be able to see where you're going. It's more important to see where you're going than it is to see where you've been. Now, where you've been is really important, right? Okay, it, it, it's made who you are. It's made you who you are, where you've been, what you've been through, or your history, not negating that. But what's more important is where you're heading, where you're going. We're going to be teaching another child to drive. I'm going to be saying to him, Check your mirror, check your mirror. Because why? There might be a fire truck or an ambulance that wants to come through. So you keep having to check back from time to time in your mirror behind you to see what's there. Communion is a great opportunity for us to do that. All right, we look behind and we see what's there. But the big picture is up ahead. Some days, we are so caught up looking in the tiny rearview mirror and regretting our past that we don't enjoy the journey we are on today. We don't appreciate God's creation today. We don't stop and smell the roses today. We can get so caught up with what could have been, what should have been, what would have been, that we can lose sight of the moment around us. Do you want to know the secret to enjoying the moment? Do you want to know the secret to being joyful in every moment? Every moment? Me too. There's no, 
I just want to know it. As I said before, Satan, Satan is a liar and a thief. He will try and steal your joy. He'll try and steal your peace. He'll try and make you lose contentment in God. He'll try and do it by tempting you to worry about not just the past, but the future. He'll try and tempt you to worry about the future. To some degree, I think it's good. We should be concerned about the future. We should make plans towards the future. But to worry about the future, that's not right. Fearing what hasn't happened yet, that's really not right. In the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 42 and Isaiah chapter 43, God says to his people, forget the former thing, uh, the, forget the things of the past. I'm going to do a new thing. Can't you see it? So he speaks about what it's going to be before they see it. He declares that there's a future for them before they see it. But Satan's voice is the voice that whispers, I don't know what's around the corner. What if I lose my job? What if I can't pay my bills? What if my child doesn't come back to Jesus? What if the doctor's report is bad and unable to be fixed? What if my marriage can't be restored? What if, what if, what if? Trust me, the, the enemy will try to ruin your today by causing you to worry about tomorrow. Don't let him do it. Enjoy the journey you're on today. You know this word worry that we use is from an old French word from hunting when, a, when the hunting dogs would hold tightly to the neck of whatever it was they were hunting. And the dogs wouldn't kill the animal. They would just hold tight enough to it so that it couldn't breathe and it would run out of oxygen and it would die. And worry does that to your soul and my soul. It will grip your soul by the neck and it will cause you to lose life in the moment, in the present, in today. And you, no one's going to be good for God if they're worried too much about tomorrow. The devil is a liar and he is a thief and he always has been and he always will be and he will try to steal your joy from you and cause you to doubt the goodness and faithfulness of God. He will always counter the promises that God has spoken over your life. And more often than not, the way that he counters God's promises sounds very logical and very reasonable. So we need to be careful. In the Old Testament, next one, God says to Moses, I am who I am. He calls himself I am. And I think that's really precious because he doesn't say, tell them that I was will send you or I will be will send you. He says, tell them I am is sending you. He is the God of the present. He is the God of today. And in the New Testament, God introduces himself in Revelation 1 verse 8 like this. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning 
and the end, says the Lord. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty. Almighty. I spell that with two L's. He is mighty over it all. He is over it. He is not just the I am in the present, but he is also the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. In fact, Jesus describes himself there as the Alpha and the Omega. That's the A to Z. That's the beginning to the end. All right. As far as time goes, Jesus is all over it. He is all over it. <coughs> he's all over your past and mine. And he's all over your future and mine. What the devil will try to do is get you to focus on those two things and forget about one thing. Now, here and now. Which is why I think 6 verse 10 says, Be safe and know that I'm. We'll actually find our true purpose in God every moment we say, God, I'm yours and you are mine. Use me. Are you concerned about the future? Jesus is the Almighty One, coming to make all things right. He's got it covered. Do you still hold on to stuff in the past? Jesus dealt with that at the cross, and he's still able to use the broken bits to make something beautiful that helps you grow into the son or daughter that he has destined you to be. And this glorifies him. All those broken bits actually glorify God. You want to know the secret to enjoying every moment, embracing each day and not faking it? All right, I'm now about to tell you the secret that will help you out through this whole year. All right, so you have to be ready for this. Before I tell you though, I've got to tell you a joke. I heard this joke recently. Usually I'm the joke teller in our family, but I heard this joke from someone else in our family very recently. What word starts with F and ends in U-C-K? Fire truck, Christians. It's fire truck. I want to teach you some more F words. That was, that was okay. You handled that okay. I want to teach you some more F words. All right, you ready? Can we go back on the first screen, please, my love? If you up arrow a couple, yeah. All right. We've got Philippians 3 open. You've got Philippians 3 open in your Bibles? 13 to 14. All right. Super quick. He says, but I focus on this one thing. Everyone say focus. Focus, focus on this one thing. All right. Focus. That's the first F word that you're going to learn this year focus. Each and every day, where's my focus? When I wake up in the morning, when I wake up and before my feet hit the ground, where's my heart focused? Is it focused on him and affection for him? Or is it focused on other things? Good that they might be. Where's your focus? 
Because Paul says, I focus on this one thing. If you're like me, you love where this is going because I can't focus on multiple things. One thing. Here it is. Second F word. Forgetting. Everyone say forgetting. Forgetting. What does it mean? It means not remembering. It's actually a Greek word. Two words. Remembering, not. Like it's forgetting. It's actually forgetting. It's like amnesia. It's actually like that. All right? It's actually, it's not just sort of going, well, I won't let those things hold on to me anymore. It's more than that. It's actually a believing that they don't exist anymore in my memory. All right? That's powerful. Forgetting. Forgetting what? Forgetting the past. Forget it. You don't have any control over it any longer. Forgetting the past. Second, uh, third F word. So that's two F words. Well done, everyone. You're learning, learning really well. Third one, and looking forward. All right? Everyone say forward. Forward to what? Looking forward to what? Looking forward to what lies ahead. Looking forward to what lies ahead. What's he talking about? Looking forward to what lies ahead, he says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Looking forward to what? Looking forward to being perfect. Looking forward to being perfect. But in the meantime, I focus. I forget the past and I look forward to being perfect. And I, I believe that right now, in between those two realities, God wants to change my heart where I am right now. If I let him. So that's three F words. What's the last F word? Four F words, didn't I say? Last one is final. Final. I press on to reach the end of the race. Where it's going to be final. Where this race, this rat race, this rat, whatever you want to call it race, this amazing race is going to finish. There's going to be a final finish line. And I'm going to cross that finish line. I'm going to see Jesus face to face. Now, we have our calendars, we have our plans, we have our programs that we like to do, but each one of us have today. And then today will be, like tomorrow will be your next today. And if, if, you, can, if you can focus on this one thing, that, that one day you're going to be perfect in heaven with him, then that will reset your heart to focus on what's really, really going to be important on that day. If your 2023 contains things that aren't focused on the end, the final, the finish, aren't focused on looking forward to that day where Jesus is going to come back, then it, ask yourself the question, is it really something that God wants me to focus on? Because ultimately, he wants your heart and my heart and the whole entire world to turn their hearts towards him. Because eventually, yesterday, today and tomorrow will be gone.
and there'll just be eternity with no today or tomorrow, it'll just be eternity. And that's the focus. Each time the clock strikes midnight, one day becomes history and a new one begins. We can't go back and we can't jump ahead. Let go of the past. Let God take the future and you have yourself a lovely day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our past. All of the brokenness, all the joy, the ups and the downs, we thank you for that. And we thank you that that's in your hands. And you are the master artist. We thank you, Lord, for tomorrow. We have no idea. We thank you for the future. We have no idea. We thank you for your return. We have no idea when you're going to come back. So we place that into your hands. And we know that you have a purpose. That you have a plan. And we look forward to that day, Lord, where we see you face to face. Lord, help us to focus on today being the day that you have made and help us to rejoice and be glad in it and be the person that you've created us to be as we reset our hearts on you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit even fresh tonight, Lord. Help us to live for you and honour you, bring you glory in all of our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.